फ्रॉम इंडियाज लार्जेस्ट न्यूज रूम आई मारून जॉर्ज एंड दिस इज द टाइम्स ऑफ इंडिया पॉडकास्ट रेपिडली we just had a very informal chat with certain people that did not take more than 10 to 15 minutes it is a very arbitrary kind of thing it is a just matlab let go kind of exercise like we are not bothered we are not getting uh, revenue so okay we are letting people go something like that exactly the same tone as mr mask has taken with twitter like we are burning 4 billion dollars a day so we are letting people go without even knowing whether those people are needed whether they have a key role to play in your future uh, expansion plan nothing happens it's a basically very arbitrary action you get a mail from hr they come and meet and then you know obviously that okay your days are numbered the worst thing is uh, people are kept in the dark uh, till the very last moment and uh, there is no hand holding happening there i mean it's just like letting people go without either any uh, outplacement benefits without any severance benefits or anything at all so this is a traumatic experience to say the least In some jobs you can go through your entire career without being laid off even once or like the person you just heard in some careers you might be laid off when you least expect it layoffs from companies are back in focus as tech companies which were hiring people by the droves during the pandemic are now cutting down on manpower as the threat of an economic recession looms microblogging platform twitter has been making the most headlines recently for the manner in which it has handled the firing of people However, while Twitter has fired over 3700 people since Elon Musk's takeover of the company, one estimate says nearly 50000 employees have been fired in the US from the tech sector this year. It's not yet hit those kind of numbers in India yet, and there have been layoffs in some sectors like edutech. However, in today's episode we're not looking so much at why the layoffs are happening, but really how they should be done. A lot of outrage over Twitter's handling of layoffs is about how the company handled letting go of people. As the person you heard earlier said, let's call her Anamika, employees are often kept in the dark till the last moment and then let go of, sometimes with just a cold email informing you of your fate. Anamika didn't want to be identified or name the organization she was with, but wanted to talk about what it felt like being laid off. She says when she was laid off there was a complete lack of transparency and there was very little effort made by the organization to hold on to employees It is not a sudden thing it is not one fine morning you get up look at your balance sheet and think that uh, okay i am in red now so i am going to kick out uh, say uh, 25000 people it's all premeditated it has been well planned out if you have that plan in mind 
then you should also let other people have complete transparency regarding this if there is a uh, there is a strategy and skill mapping is there is a sync between strategy and all the skills you have available in the company before letting people go and what kind of upskilling cross skilling can be done these things require a lot of thought requires a lot of planning and strategy which neither the big companies nor not the small companies do otherwise twitter would not have acted like a joker like uh, kicking out uh, people and 3000 people and then the after two days asking some people come back because they have not done their strategy mapping maybe it is because our hr departments are not competent enough or maybe because in india labor is very cheap and if you are a blue chip company you will get people any time but it it matters a lot to the people who have been let go but for the company it does not matter the obvious problem after being laid off might seem to be finding another job especially if you are the sole earner in your family however Anamika says the biggest problem she faced after being removed from her job was that of mental health. Obviously the next challenge you will think is finding another job especially if you are the sole breadwinner. Lots of women are the sole breadwinners like me but I believe it is not so much finding a job because at the end of the day if you have the skills if you have the expertise and experience you find something. I think the worst challenge is the mental wellness challenge because uh, as soon as you get that letter or the mail or you have that conversation you immediately go into the mode why me I mean you go on analyzing and reanalyzing and thinking like what you could have done in all these years obviously once that happens you also find yourself in a kind of professional and social vacuum I mean, all your colleagues who were your colleagues until yesterday. I mean, they will stop talking. Nobody will entertain your mail on social media, thinking uh, you might be asking for a job or you might be asking for some help. You have no social standing anymore. You have no professional standing anymore, and you start questioning yourself. Not only where you have gone wrong, but whether you have any professional uh, value. you start questioning your self esteem say after two and a half years i've been constantly working but i still have not got over that if you search for the effects of layoffs on the internet you're likely to stumble on a stanford website that lists the physical and mental symptoms that you could experience after being removed from your job the mental symptoms include a loss of enjoyment and other things the physical symptoms include things like an upset stomach nausea and fatigue kamal karant says he's never been laid off in his career but has seen it up close and noted the mental effects it had even on him kamal is the co-founder of xfino a bengaluru based specialist staffing company that works in the technology sector he explains what just being in the room when layoffs were taking place felt like yeah i think i have at least uh... stood in meeting sat in meetings with a threat of being fired so i can <laughs> i've come close to being fired multiple times it's a kind of a situation where i think uh, uh, you try to work through relationships at that time you end up doing things that you would have never done you know maybe even sucking up saying things yes or you know uh, clearly i've lived in those worlds where uh, 
uh, it uh, intimidates and sort of uh, lowers your own productivity because you're living in fear. Because you know either your company is capable of this or you know your boss is capable of this. And uh, uh, I'm sure if I had hung on in some places, I would have got fired too. It's not good for your mental health. I'm very, uh, at least I can uh, say that for real that uh, living in that fear has not done good to me in the past. We spoke to Kamal about a range of topics, including why a company like Twitter has handled layoffs so poorly. We also discussed what are the sort of best practices when it comes to letting go of people and whether it's right to fire employees over chat or email. Kamal also explains why companies should let employees go gently because in the long run, it's actually good for the companies. Kamal, Twitter fired a whole bunch of employees over email. Now it seems to have written to some of them saying that they are not fired. How would you view what's happening there? Looks like uh, a bunch of uh, you know uh, things that can go wrong in any MNA has sort of come into the public for the reason that uh, one it looks like Twitter is more like a media company so whatever happens uh, you know it comes out first than possibly happening inside many things go wrong you know because you walk in with a certain perception uh, and then after you start you realize that it's not that way and many decisions go back and forth. But in this case, we know that uh, it seems like they've been communicating more on Twitter, less than you know what they've been doing in, internally. So uh, the information is accessed uh, better by all of us outside. I think uh, that's the only way I see it. Uh, it could be an error, but I think uh, most MNAs have this back and forth kind of thing. With this film, uh, have you watched this film called Up in the Air, where you have George Clooney come and sort of fire you in this very nice manner? Oh yeah, one of my favorite movies. You know, oh. one of my favorite movies actually. How much did they first pay you to give up on your dreams? Twenty-seven grand a year. And when were you going to stop and come back and do what makes you happy? Do Indian companies or do companies really have this sort of good-looking man who will sit across a table from you and sort of walk you through the process? Don't know about the good-looking part, but definitely they are professionals who are dressed up in you know suits and you know uh, the best dress possible and well trained uh, to soften the blow. Uh, and most MNCs uh, have been doing it. I've worked with some very large companies uh, who have outplacement companies, as they call them, or some of them call them career transition companies. I think they do the same thing, uh, primarily to soften the blow, and uh, it's become a kind of an acceptable. Uh, uh, you know, practice uh, uh, in multinationals. But off late, I've also seen startups doing that. You know, in the last uh, wave of uh, uh, layoffs that happened during the COVID time, I saw a lot of startups using outplacement agencies. Then could you talk us through what they do and how effective you see them as being? The primary job of a career transition company is to soften the blow. They do not get you a next job as uh, possibly uh, an employee would wish it to be. So if you look at how the process works is employer calls the employee, the hiring manager or HR calls them and says, look, your services are no longer required. Please talk to this company which is supporting us. So I've sat in places where the employer fired the employee and then from that room, they come to our room and talk to us. In that room, all the career transitioning uh, conversations happen about how to make your CV, uh, how to look at this uh, you know, in terms of uh, the next career move, how to explain this loss of job, and where all uh, you know they can network and things. So more like a counseling session, 
they really, I think 95% of these people are not placed with outplacement companies, though they are called one. They mostly aid in what they call as career transitions, but mostly it's about what next. Could you explain how the Indian system largely works? I think Indian companies also have been doing that. Uh, and there are many credible Indian companies uh, who, who obviously are, you know, fighting for the talent in the same place as the MNC. So they're very conscious. The last two decades, I've seen this as a practice being picked up by Indian companies. Too, though, you know, you can say the multinationals were the first movers in this. and But I think societally, uh, Indian companies uh, require this more because they are not as, uh, you know, uh, I would say, uh, cut and dry like you know uh, uh, western cultures where i think you could say you are fired and possibly people accept that and leave the same day whereas in india even if you are fired you expect yourself to be in office for a file for a dignity and i remember you know some of these indian companies even have allowed employees to come to uh, you know the outplacement company's office so that you know they can't overnight go home like in you know, americas and say i got fired because, you know, these are societal issues. So, you know, you don't want to be seen at home saying that I got fired. Because in our society, you get blamed that you lost the job rather than, you know, looking at the empire. Though much of it has changed over a period of time. But I think there was a time when uh, Indian employers actually used to ask the employee to say that, you know, you go to the outplacement company. And when I used to run a company like that, many of these employees came to our office and sat. And we used to charge the customer for these guys coming to our office for a month or so. Indian companies also have been, you know, over the last 15-20 years, been doing this as well. Like with Twitter, we saw it happening over email. Uh, in some cases, you have it over Zoom call and in the worst cases, even by text. Um, it, 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 for me, it sounded a lot like that coach in Moneyball who kind of believes that you tell the player that they are gone and they somehow just accept it and move on. They're professional ball players. Just be straight with them. No fluff, just facts. Pete, I gotta let you go. Jack's office will handle the details. That's it? Could you talk about why more and more companies are relying on this form of communication to tell people? Is it just for speed? I think it's become more convenient and there is no single... Uh, effective way to get it done because the in-person meeting people post-COVID uh, and the dispersed workforce that we have become has become impossible. Uh, I have sat in uh, you know outplacement sessions where a company chose to call seventy people one to one, back to back, and inform everybody one to one that why they're being fired and what is the compensation, things like that. But the world has changed. Speed has taken over. That's the world we live in, but that doesn't justify employers firing people over text or uh, emails or Zooms. But I think it's become more convenient and speed has becoming a friend of employers over the goodwill of an employee. So that's what we think. It's unfortunate, but that's what's happening. Would you view this as being a little too impersonal? This fact that you sort of just get a message and then you're left to cope with it on your own? I would like to believe it's impersonal and companies can do better on that. Uh, but it seems like some of us are just copying the template of uh, the Western world where social security is far more pronounced. Uh, and also societally, uh, I think getting fired does not make you look bad. However, in our country, I think employers uh, need to be a little more uh, sensitive uh, and I think need to show more empathy to at least ensure that they do the how part of it right. 
we all get it as to why it is happening but i think the how part of it is very important for employers and uh, i think that somewhere uh, uh, we are falling short of in india we are not the same country as the united states that you know we can actually fire and expect people to understand so with regard to us firms i, I mean i want to bring up this example of this company called better.com where the employees were fired and then you had the ceo facing criticism after he took to social media to talk about why he fired them and it, he made it all about himself strangely how should companies face the world after they've let go of people how should companies be talking at such times having done what they have done i think they can be a little more conciliatory in my view uh because showing uh, that you are all in mighty and justifying that means uh, uh with addition sort of uh, short changes the intent of the organization and makes them look bad for future employees uh the inevitable has happened they've already fired employees right uh, our while doing so uh, you can only soften the blow you know because you can imagine how uh, the employees will feel airbnb when they took that uh, you know measure not only did they communicate very uh, compassionately they also were very generous right of course you know not every company can be generous because at the end of the day it's economics how much can they afford uh, how much uh, uh, you know they want to spend sometimes it's intent uh, sometimes it's affordability so uh, in airbnb's case possibly it was a combination of both so they were able to do that compassionately they offered insurances for a long time uh, things like that so at the end of the day it's not organizations doing it it's our individuals who are doing it right so i guess some of them would know that that something like that could happen to them too their kith and kins having uh, undergone this and seeing through the channels that i have seen i would like to believe that the organizations can at least take care of the how part well i think one they can definitely do is ensure that they communicate uh, orally at least if not you know any other way one can't do a town hall calling 150 people and saying you know you're all fired but at least uh, find a way that at least a manager can reach out and compassionately tell them most of the organizations are forced to think about the liability the legal exposure so how do they come out clean versus the psychological impact they're causing on their current employees and the future employees who might join them do we know how it affects people who do stay and even in terms of a company when it does fire people very publicly and then have to get people again is there any visible impact such the events have i would like to believe so i would like to believe so because i have i worked in companies or i have consulted to companies where uh, they were discompassionate about firing and they made examples of how they have fired people and i believe those kind of companies the remaining employees will feel the chill and most importantly your best employees will get affected you would lose your superstars though you would have retained them because they know and they're the smartest guys who will know that tomorrow another downturn uh, these guys will do the same thing to me and all of us know that performance is not something that we can all count on all the time and that's what the best employees will think because today it's a highly networked world uh things are there on glassdoor social media so people know what's happening in your company so uh what happened to the previous employees as well told and it becomes a folk for around so it also affects uh, future hiring as well uh it it is clearly a case of uh, you know having a collateral damage with your existing employees and also future hiring when it comes to indian companies what do you think they need to be doing when it comes to layoffs that you think they aren't doing presently i think one clearly they need to have a a a, a generous uh, you know severance package yeah the reason is economical but then uh, 
The only way you can soften it is by uh, at least being considerate financially. And two, there are some benefits that I think they can really extend without having to fret about it. You know, whether it is the MediClaim, you know, insurance part of it, that gives the question that something happens during this period, uh, I'm taken care of. I think they can be a little more generous around the benefits, the, the uh, severance and the benefits one. Two, most important is to make sure that the communication is more personal in nature and not impersonal. I think these are things that should completely be avoided. I'm sure that in every company, uh, the managerial uh, you know, uh, bandwidth is about one person possibly may have not more than 10 people reporting. So and unless you are firing all 10, even then, I think you, you should still take that half an hour and spend that person because we spend that much time interviewing people anyhow to hire them, right? So what, did, what does it do to a manager to spend the same time to fire somebody whom he or she actually took so much time to hire, right? So I think clearly that communication as much as possible should be personal in nature. Then not use the media uh, that is available conveniently like Zoom, phones, and text. Third, always have a professional outplacement uh, agency, which allows you to moderate, provide support, uh, because they are best trained and they're professionals to understand where the jobs are, what kind of companies that you can uh, uh, possibly uh, get jobs with. And they are current with the information because the people who got fired were not looking for jobs. Though it costs a little more, I would recommend that companies have outplacement agencies to soften the blow. And I think from a tone point of view, the employers need not be that masculine while firing, justifying their economic costs and be a little more conciliatory in nature that, uh, or maybe a little more uh, regret in terms of not only their words, but also in their approach. Like Kalse Matana, instead of doing that, you know, they, they can possibly be a little more considerate about how they, you know, soften this exit for people. And we are now said to be looking at this sort of bad hiring period that's coming up and layoffs in the tech firms at least. How do you advise people at this time who do face the risk of layoffs? You're right, Arun. I think definitely we're looking at a real winter coming even in terms of not only hiring, but also companies who are going to protect their economic interests and lay off people. I think the wave has just begun, according to me. So I would suggest that if you are an employee working for a company where you see that these headwinds are coming, one, ensure that uh, you are reaching out to your ex-bosses, peers, and even in some cases, reporters. The best jobs uh, one gets is always from their alumni. I think that's something sometimes we are working with some good companies. We fall in love with them so much that you know we cut off some of these networks and live in that cocoon. I would urge everybody to stay in touch with their ex-colleagues. Two, social media is a great place to know what's happening around you. Be active. Don't say, I'm social media shy. If you don't have time for your future uh, you know, job, I don't think you have time for anything else. So I would say that be on platforms of interest like LinkedIn, sometimes Twitter, uh, just allows you to you know, stay connected to the world of opportunities. Three, uh, I would urge people to look into job portals. Whatever that is that uh, you, know, you think has your kind of jobs, go in there keep looking so you know what kind of jobs are there. Those, if you see an imminent danger for your job in your company, it allows you to apply straight away. So I would uh, urge people to do these three things at this point of time. Today's episode was produced by Jairaj Singh, Sunai Marathe and Anuja Singh. For a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, 
Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at tuipodcast at timesinternet.in.